This is Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi, two of the top web bloggers in the legal profession. And yes, they are attorneys, one from California and one from Massachusetts, squaring off on legal news and legal observations. Lawyer to Lawyer is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today. This is Bob Ambrogi from Massachusetts. My co-host, J. Craig Williams, uh, is once again away this week as he's traveling through Australia, so I will be flying solo once again. Well, uh, if you haven't noticed, the world is shrinking, and, and what's making it shrink is the Internet, uh, and, uh, and that's true for law practice as well. Uh, we're hearing lots of terms about e-lawyering and global lawyering uh, and some of the traditional ideas of uh, uh, local or even state-based law practice uh, seem to be kind of slipping away. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, uh, an organization that uh, is uh, kind of uh, existing in recognition of that. It's called the Internet Bar, and we're going to talk uh, to the founder and two of the board members of the Internet Bar and find out more about what this organization is about and uh, why it came to be and what activities it's involved in. So let me start uh, by introducing our guests today. First of all, I'd like to welcome our first guest is Jeff Aresti. Mm-hmm. Jeff is a, a lawyer in Massachusetts, and he's president of internetbar.org. Uh, Jeff has been involved in international business law in the role of technology in the transformation of the practice of law for almost three decades. Uh, he's currently the chair of the American Bar Association's section of International Law's Information Services, Technology, and Data Protection Committee. And he's volunteered in other capacities for the ABA and for the Mass Bar Association. Jeff is the president of Internet Bar, as I said, an organizer of globalprivacy.org, uh, with efforts aimed at connecting lawyers in cyberspace and online communities to work for the harmonization of private international law for any activity occurring in cyberspace. Uh, Internet Bar will extend its activities by addressing other issues that affect human rights, such as identity theft and e-commerce. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks for having me. And also joining us is a uh, a board member of the Internet Bar, Amelia Rea McGuire, who also goes by the name Mel. Uh, Mel is a partner in the law firm of Amelia Rea McGuire and is a managing member of the business consulting firm Rea International LLC in Coral Gables, Florida. Her practice includes uh, corporate transactions, corporate governance and regulatory matters, economic development, international trade, securities, and finance. Uh, Mel McGuire has over 28 years of business and government experience, including 20 years in law practice with a focus on international trade, uh, economic development, corporate finance, and government relations. Uh, Welcome to the show, Mel. It's great to be here. Thank you. And finally, we'd like to welcome Ken Vakovic, who is treasurer of the Internet Bar. Ken is a founding partner of the firm Vakovic, Mayot, and Singer uh, in uh, uh, Newton, Massachusetts, I believe, and uh, practices in all areas of tax law, including tax planning for businesses and individuals, state planning, representation before IRS and state tax authorities, international tax planning for individuals and businesses, international estate planning and tax compliance. Uh, Mr. Vukovic has developed the firm's practice, which includes large publicly held corporations, high net worth individuals and their families, closely held businesses and corporate executives, 
Uh, Ken is also a former president of the Massachusetts Bar Association. Uh, welcome to the show, Ken. Thank you very much, Bob. Pleasure to be here. And uh, let's just start with uh, Jeff, and let me ask you to give us an overview of what this Internet Bar is all about and, and uh, how it got started. Well, the Internet Bar actually is taking recognition of the fact that there are communities organizing in cyberspace all around the globe in the last many years. Uh, the legal profession certainly has been watching this and uh, figuring out ways to get involved. Uh, a futurist committee of the ABA, uh, in taking cognizance of this, uh, developed a vision of how rules might develop for cyberspace communities, and it mentioned that international law, international law firms, and universal principles will be developed in order to facilitate the development of global business activities. It felt that a universal business and legal ethic will develop to deal with the expectations of parties and their advisors in international dealings, and eventually conventions uh, would develop to facilitate communication and establish reasonable expectations as different cultures meet all over the globe. So as we organized ourselves a couple of years ago in 1985, we set some missions, and our missions were to shape an online justice system for the world, create a virtual global communi community dedicated to building trustworthiness into the Internet structure, and as a community, promote fairness and equality for all within the online justice system, including bringing its benefits, such as a foundation for e-commerce, uh, to help reduce poverty in underserved parts of the world. Now, let me ask you, you're, I, I didn't mention in your intro that you're also a former Secretary of Commerce for the state of Florida. Uh, in, what is your interest in this organization, and how did you get involved in it? The first time I heard about the Internet Bar Association, Internet.org Bar Association, I was in, actually in China with a group of 67 lawyers and judges. We were part of a rule of law delegation. And another board member was on the trip, Jen Silkenet, and so was Jeff Oresti. And it, it took me all of about five minutes to say, hey, I want that. Uh, I, as a partner in a, a large uh, law firm where I was for 22 years, what I recognized as I moved up in the firm is that the younger lawyers coming in really viewed the world differently, and their world is very much virtual, very much connected to the computer and Internet. And I saw this as a way to get involved and to give back to the community. I've been very involved with bar associations, the ABA, state, and um, local bars. And now that I'm in a much smaller practice, a physically much smaller practice, um, I wanted to contribute, and I felt that I could get involved with this and help grow it. And in my opinion, this, bar, this association of lawyers will be the largest association of lawyers worldwide in 10 years or less. And it won't just be lawyers from the United States. We'll have lawyers from every country. And I believe it's all going to grow through the young lawyers looking for ways to communicate with other lawyers around the world on issues of interest, which could be economic and business transactions, uh, uh, resolution, but also on learning and how do, how do you do law in your country and how do you handle this issue and so they can also develop their own land-based practice through communicating with lawyers worldwide. So I got involved because I was in China and heard about it. 
I was asked to look at it. I immediately embraced it, and I feel very privileged that they asked me to join the board, and that's how, that's how I got involved. It's only been in the last four months, five months. And Ken Vakovic, you're, you're, as I said, a former president of a, what I might call a more traditional bar association, mm -hmm. the Massachusetts Bar. Uh, what uh, got you interested and involved in the Internet Bar? Well, uh, Jeff Resty and I go back many years to when we started the computer college at the Mass Bar when we first showed lawyers how to do word processing and time and billing using computers. And um, Jeff and I have been working together on these technology issues all the way along. So early on when Jeff came up with this idea, I think we uh, we understood what it was right away. And I think our approach comes more from my practice area, which is international taxation and taxation here in the United States. And, uh, you know, when you're working in a field that's highly numbers-oriented and when you're dealing with people all around the world and have clients in, in, in other countries, um, the facility of communication is just driving our practice. We, we have to be in it. We have to be using it. We have to be at the cutting edge of it in order to do all the types of things, uh, work that we do. Um, at the same time, governments are responding to it. Uh, Massachusetts, in particular, has a very strong emphasis on uh, using compliance and other other methodologies uh, that are electronic in order to uh, to administer the tax laws, and and the federal government has also. So, both uh, you know being pushed by our clients and pulled by, I guess our our vendors, meaning meaning the government. We've always been involved in uh, in technology, and the internet is is just absolutely a tremendous, tremendous way of, of conducting a practice. And we're finding, you know, we're generating business. Uh, people are finding us on the internet. We have clients from all around the world that just we've never met that we have uh, just because of our presence on the internet. Well, do, does the existence of this organization suggest that? Uh we're beginning to break down the more traditional ideas of uh, uh, of jurisdiction-based law practice. I, I mean, is there the time coming when uh, lawyers will be admitted to practice in a, a global bar or a national bar? Well, that's uh, an interesting question to, to ask, and uh, I'll answer it uh, in this way. Uh, in the last couple of days, uh, one of our uh, colleagues at the University of Massachusetts, Ethan Katch, who is one of the leaders in this uh, area of online dispute resolution technologies asked me to participate in a class uh, over the internet uh, and the class was uh, specifically about law and technology and one of the students uh, asked the same question that you just asked which, but in this way he said if I join the internet bar can I hang up a virtual legal shingle and start giving advice <laughs> uh, that was an interesting question because clearly uh, we're not in a position to uh, regulate uh, that type of conduct today uh, and the enforcement uh, structures that are built uh, for the legal profession around the world are local uh, and the enforcement will probably continue to be uh, at the local level. On the other hand, uh, we are most definitely thinking about how we can certify uh, lawyers and those interested in law, because we'll invite uh, people to join the Internet Bar who are uh, interested in helping shape the online justice system, even if uh, they aren't lawyers uh, at this stage. But we'll invite them to our uh, institute, which we have online, 
the Internet Bar Institute is at ibioinstitute.org, and uh, at that institute we'll certify uh, people in their ability to uh, express uh, knowledge in how to use technology to practice law if they are lawyers, or in the case of people who want to resolve disputes online, playing the role of neutrals, we'll be uh, certifying them in the ability to hold out that they uh, have mastered the technology of being uh, neutrals using uh, ODR technology. And uh, Mel, I didn't know if you had, I thought I heard your voice start up there. Was there something you wanted to add to that? Um, this is Mel. Um, one, of the, one of the things that needs to be very clear, we're not involved with the unlicensed practice of law or advocating multi-jurisdictional um, practice in the sense of a regulatory matter, but the reality of the Internet is this. Um, the internetbar.org will be a gathering place of lawyers worldwide. We will communicate how we're practicing in different jurisdictions. And maybe I get an idea from Australia that would be helpful that I might want to take to the American Bar Association or what we want to take to the Florida Bar, so to speak. It's ways of communicating policy issues that others can understand, but we're not advocating any changes per se in those regulatory matters. What we believe, though, over time, that lawyers will come together through the internetbar.org and create uh, policy recommendations and ways to practice that no one can envision right now. But obviously when that happens, we will still have to deal with, uh, let's just call it the land-based uh, regulatory and bar associations. And I think all of this is complementary to each other. Uh, if I could just add something to that, Mel, this is Ken Bukovic. Um, you know, in our practice where we're dealing with federal issues quite often in the Internal Revenue Service and the, and the code, uh, it's really a federal practice. And I think that in certain areas of the law you're going to see, like in bankruptcy or other areas, and maybe even certain types of litigation, you're going to see a, a federal practice that can be done more in a multi-jurisdictional area. But the reality uh, of of trying to do this on an international basis is your lack of familiarity and practice and the approach of law in, in other countries, other jurisdictions. And that just uh, prevents anyone from doing anything other than specializing in their own area. And I don't think the fact that we have the Internet is going to change that. There's just too much knowledge out there that's, that you're not able to capture. I mean, it's difficult enough to to practice in the area um, that you're specializing in at this point rather than thinking that you're uh, some sort of a, an expert in other areas of the law. So I think just the reality of it is going to prevent that from happening. Well, as I understand it, something you are uh, working on is uh, establishment of uh, avenues for uh, a resolution of disputes uh, using using the online world of the Internet and, uh, and possibly for resolving disputes that, that do tend to cross borders or, or jurisdictions. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're doing in that area? Well, that's the area of online dispute resolution really has been uh, brought to the forefront uh, by uh, Ethan Katch and the Center for Information Technology and Dispute Resolution at the University of Massachusetts. Uh, their website's www.odr.info, and uh, if you go to that website, you'll see that uh, there is an international conference on online dispute resolution taking place in Liverpool uh, in the middle of this month. Uh, another 
uh, International Conference on uh, Online Dispute Resolution uh, will be taking place in Hong Kong in December of this year. Uh, these are the fifth and the sixth uh, such international conferences. And uh, at these uh, conferences, uh, which have taken place since, I believe, 2001, technologists, lawyers, uh, and people uh, with uh, online dispute resolution technology have all gathered to figure out exactly what the shape of the online uh, justice system will look like, what types of technologies will be in use, uh, how people will be certified to participate in this marketplace uh, for the resolution of disputes. And over the course of time, what uh, has happened is that uh, the beginning cases that have been resolved in uh, online dispute resolution technologies are domain name disputes where people are arguing over who has the right to use a particular URL, um, and e-commerce cases, so cases that might uh, result uh, from an eBay transaction that turn into a dispute between a buyer and a seller get resolved online. More recently, as an adjunct to uh, existing court systems, uh, judges and clerks of courts around the world are finding that they can use various forms of technology to minimize the time uh, that lawyers and parties would otherwise have to engage in to resolve their disputes. So online meetings, uh, even telephone meetings, uh, an earlier version of the technology, instead of having to show up in court, are being used to resolve cases. Uh, at these upcoming meetings, uh, the uh, growth of the online uh, systems is focusing on the area of online mediation, where uh, the people who have developed the technology are uh, trying to train neutrals to catch disputes before they would otherwise go to court and train neutrals who are not necessarily going to be lawyers to help uh, parties resolve matters before they uh, turn into a full-blown dispute. So that's the present shape of it. Tell me a little bit about who uh, are your members, uh, how does somebody become a member, and uh, why should somebody become a member? Well, our uh, members come from all around the world. Uh, we've had, uh, this is Ken Vakovic, we've had uh, an active uh, group in Africa. Uh, we have people in China, we have people in South America and Europe, uh, and it seems that people are just hearing about us either through word of mouth or over the Internet or uh, through Googling us or whatever and finding out that there's an Internet bar. Uh, we have uh, several hundreds of members now, and uh, we are uh, using forums like this to get the word spread out that we are here and available. Um, we are also at this point uh, soliciting sponsorships for our website and for other activities that we're doing, uh, we have an institute which is providing online education in both this dispute resolution area and other areas of, of uh, the Internet. And so we're looking for sponsorships for that. Uh, right now, our membership uh, through the end of this year is free. So all you do is come onto our website and you can be, leave us your email address and you become a member. And uh, at the end of 2007, we will begin soliciting those people that were members to become paying members. And um, as with any uh, organization, there will be passcodes and, and uh, abilities to get in and, and participate in the organization as long as you have your membership. We'll probably have a series of tiered memberships for firms, for individuals, 
and then some founding member type uh, uh, memberships available. Uh, so we welcome anyone who's interested in it to join our website. Jeff, you want to add a little bit to that about some of the programs we're doing? Well, let me, uh, let's come back to that. I'm going to stop right here okay. for us to take a short break. Uh, and uh, once we come back, uh, I'd like to hear some more about some of the programs uh, you're sponsoring. So stay with us, and we'll be back in about 60 seconds. We invite you to visit Law.com for timely legal news and in-depth resources. From daily headlines to practice-specific updates, Law.com provides up-to-date information to those working in the legal profession. As part of its coverage, Law.com is proud that J. Craig Williams' blog, May It Please the Court, and Robert Ambrogi's blog, Law Sites, are part of its blog network. Don't wait any longer. Visit Law.com today and get free subscriptions of our Newswire newsletter with the top legal stories of the day. Or sign up for a free trial subscription to one of our Practice Center sections. If you found us in the podcast library of iTunes, thanks for listening. Check out some of our other shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com and become a member. It's free. Lawyer to Lawyer is produced by the Legal Talk Network and a staff of broadcast professionals. If you have an idea for a topic or a show, we want to hear from you. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and send us an email. If you have a comment or question, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message on the Legal Talk Network listener line at 781-634-8959. We really do listen to the messages and even answer your questions on our next show. Did you know that Legal Talk Network shows are also available as CLE? Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's CLECenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit for your continuing legal education. Check out our Lawyer to Lawyer host blogs, J. Craig Williams' blog at mayitpleasethecourt.com, likewise Robert Ambrogi's blog at LegalLine.com for daily legal observations, perspective, and, of course, a healthy dose of humor and wit. A video settlement documentary can be the most powerful and persuasive way to bring about a speedy settlement in your client's case. The Boston Media Group has a staff of television professionals with 20 years' experience writing and producing compelling stories just like the ones you've seen on 60 Minutes or Dateline. We put a human face on the lawsuit with compelling interviews, dramatizations, and visual presentations of the fact. Think of it as a video opening argument that will compel the attorneys on the other side to settle. Call us for a consult at 800-317-5221. That's 800-317-5221. Or check out our website at bostonmediagroup.com. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi. We're talking today about the internetbar.org, and I'd like to welcome back our guest, Jeff Arresti, uh, Boston area lawyer and president of the Internet Bar, uh, Mel McGuire, a Florida lawyer and uh, a member of the board of directors of the Internet Bar, and Ken Vakovic, uh, also a Boston area lawyer and treasurer of the Internet Bar. And uh, we were uh, just talking about some of the programs that the Internet Bar offers, and uh, one in particular that I'd like to hear more about is, is the IBO Institute. Um, but, Jeff, let's hear from you on that. Well, we, 
created a virtual legal institute, which is a comprehensive e-learning tra training program of collaboration, agreement, and conflict resolution. Uh, it's really designed to help uh, people, lawyers, understand, engage in, and practice with uh, the principles of commitment in an online community. Uh, the uh, initial courses that we have uh, really focus on some of the dynamic business issues of the day, uh, in particular, uh, how lawyers can uh, get involved in productizing their law practice, how they can multicast their practice uh, using webcasts, podcasts, blogs, and more, grow their practice, um, and uh, focusing also on the emerging practice areas of uh, online dispute resolution uh, as a practice area with basic training in those areas. We were about to uh, have a series on certification of e-learning principles as well as online dispute resolution neutrals, and we have courses in training people on how to think as a resolutionary how to improve your relationships uh, in that area. Now, uh, what do you see as the uh, uh, sort of the end game for the Internet Bar? Where is this organization heading, and, and what, uh, what do you hope it's going to grow into? I, um, I believe this organization is going to grow very quickly. And as more lawyers learn of it and start uh, taking courses through the Internet uh, Bar.org Institute, um, the word would spread. The end game, I don't want to really say there's an end game. The end trajectory on this trajectory is that we want lawyers from all over the world to be involved so that we can learn from each other and communicate and find additional tools to work with each other. And for those out there that are listening to this, this is a fabulous business development tool. You can learn about other lawyers practicing in your area, and you can communicate what you do. And I would suggest that you visit our website at www.internetbar.org and also check out the Institute for the course offerings and start taking the courses and start communicating with uh, lawyers around the world. Well, we're getting close to the end of our program. I want to give uh, each of you a, a time to offer some, some final thoughts. And, and uh, I'd like to start with, with Jeff Oresti and ask uh, if you have uh, some final thoughts you'd like to offer and uh, also if you would like to provide our listeners with some more information on how they can find out more about you or about the Internet Bar. I know uh, Mel just gave us the URL, but if there's anything else you'd like to add, please do. Well, I'll add the, the uh, Institute URL. You can either get to that through uh, the internetbar.org website or uh, the separate website is ibioinstitute.org. Uh, in order to promote membership, we actually started a contest uh, for uh, those of the younger generation at internetbarcontest.org, internetbarcontest.org, and the winner will, will win a grand prize is to become the reporter at the Hong Kong conference in early December. So it's a free trip to Hong Kong. And that's at internetbarcontest.org. Uh, I'll just close by saying that one of the most important aspects of this for me personally is that when we're shaping an online justice system, that bringing justice to the world is more than about using the dispute resolution technologies uh, to resolve disputes. And so our signature project is in bringing e-commerce uh, to the other side of the uh, digital divide. And we are working on a pilot project to extend online payment systems to African women and youth uh, so that they can participate in uh, global e-commerce systems. And anybody who's interested in that project uh, will be very excited to uh, get you involved. And uh, 
we need the membership. We appreciate your interest. Mel McGuire, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, and also uh, uh, let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and your law practice. Well, um, my information is on the um, website at the internetbar.org. I think my final comment is, in addition to this, the issues we've discussed today, I think it's vitally important that people join us in this effort because of the ethics and leadership capabilities of a group like this. And I think that that will be the hallmark of how we move forward to, to have character, competence, and commitment to the law to other lawyers and our clients worldwide. And Ken Vakovic, you get the final word. Well, thank uh, and, you. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, please go to our website. You'll find my email address there and the, uh, the URL to our website at our law firm. But, you know, my thoughts are that this is, this is the future. Uh, the people that we uh, see coming up out of the colleges and universities and law schools now are all uh, living on the Internet, uh, understand the Internet very well, and and uh, although I never think that the uh, traditional bar associations, uh, federal, state, and local, will ever be replaced by the Internet, it certainly is a complement to the type of work that's being done in all the bar associations. And, and it's the facility of allowing lawyers to get together, to share ideas, to share common ideas and practice areas in a very expeditious way. And... Uh, enhance their practices, and in, in doing that, enhancing the quality of law practice that we're able to provide to our clients. So I, I see this as an extension of what the current or traditional bar practice has been. Well, I'd like to thank all of our guests for participating today in the program. Before we uh, end the show today, we have uh, a clip to play uh, uh, from our listener call in line. So uh, let's roll that tape. Yeah, I had an idea for a show, and that was to discuss, uh, particularly for younger and mid-career lawyers, uh, getting trial experience, as that is very difficult to do these days, particularly in private practice. Uh, and hopefully the show would talk about how to do that, particularly if you were doing civil litigation, and how important trial skills are in a world in which 90% um, or more of cases don't go to trial. Um, should young lawyers be focusing their efforts more on um, <clears throat> you know, pre-trial pre litigation because that's where most of the, most of the action is these days. Uh, anyway, I'd just be interested in the feedback from some uh, more experienced attorneys. Thanks so much. A good suggestion from a listener. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank Jeff Arresti, Amelia Rea McGuire, and Ken Vakovic, and uh, urge our listeners to go over to internetbar.org and sign up for membership. It is, as Ken Vakovic said, free. And thanks again to everybody for participating. Great show. Thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. Thanks again for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with Jake Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. Lawyer to Lawyer has been sponsored by Law.com. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. 
Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.